So, we've been doing a whole series on the Shema, which is the prayer that God's people pray every day. Um, and it's in Deuteronomy. And it's been prayed for thousands of years, which is an amazing thing. And we've been studying this last four weeks various words within this. So week one was here, which is about listening, but it's also about obeying. It's an active thing. It's not a passive thing. Week two was about heart. Week three was about soul. Heart was lev, soul was nefesh. I'll come back to what those really mean a little bit, just we'll touch on it in a minute. Today, we're looking at this word, strength. So we're going to say the Shema together, um, if you say the words in bold. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength. Amen. Joel, could we please have the reading from Luke 10? Thank you very much. Um, this reading is from Luke chapter 10, verse 25 to 28. Then an expert in the law stood up to test Jesus. He said, Teacher, what must I do to get eternal life? Jesus said to him, What is written in the law, and what do you understand from it? The man answered, Love your Lord with all your heart, all your soul, all your strength, and all your mind. Also, love your neighbor the same as you love yourself. Jesus said, Your answer is right. Do this, and you'll have eternal life. So as a foundation for each of our services over the summer, we've shown um, a short video that's a, a, a study on the word that we're looking at. And the word that we're looking at today, as I said, is strength. And in the Hebrew, I don't know if I say it right, I've been practicing all summer, I'm not sure I've got it right yet, but it's meod. Okay, so let's have a look at the video. Thousands of years, every morning and evening, Jewish people have prayed these well-known words as a way of expressing their devotion to God. They're called the Shema. Hear, O Israel, the Lord is our God, the Lord is one. And as for you, you shall love the Lord your God with all of your heart, with all of your soul, and with all of your strength. We're going to look at the last word, strength. The Hebrew word is ma'od, and it occurs some 300 times in the scriptures, and it doesn't actually mean strength. There is a perfectly good word for strength in Hebrew, and ma'od is not it. In fact, the Shema is one of the only places in the whole Bible where ma'od is translated as strength. So, what's up with that? The most common meaning of ma'od is very or much. It's what grammar nerds call an adverb, a word that comes alongside other words to augment their meaning. For example, in Genesis chapter 1, God looks at the world that he's made and six times he calls it good, but then the climactic seventh time, he says, it is ma'od good, that is, very good. Later in Genesis, in the story of Noah, the flood waters keep rising and they become ma'od powerful, or extremely powerful over the land. In the story of Cain and Abel, Cain wasn't just angry at his brother, he was ma'od angry. 
Or when Saul became the king of Israel, he was ma'od happy. So you can see why ma'od occurs hundreds of times in the Bible. It's a really common Hebrew word that intensifies the meaning of other words. Very this, or really that. However, biblical authors could use ma'od in ways that are unique. Like when they want to increase a word's force to total capacity, they'll say ma'od twice. So Jacob became ma'od ma'od wealthy with flocks and camels and donkeys and servants. Or the Israelite spies went to investigate the promised land and they say, the land we pass through is ma'od ma'od good. So it's pretty clear, ma'od doesn't mean strength in terms of muscle power, but rather very or much. So let's come back to the Shema, where people are called to love God with all of their heart, that is their will and affections, and with all of their soul, that is their whole life and physical being, and with all of their ma'od, that is with all of their muchness. And while that sounds kind of funny, you also kind of get it. If ma'od can intensify any word's meaning to total capacity, then this final thing that you use to love God isn't a thing at all. It's actually everything. Loving God with your ma'od means devoting every possibility, opportunity, and capacity that you have to honoring God and loving your neighbor as yourself. It's the most wide and expansive word in the Shema. Ma'od can refer to almost anything. Which raises one last and really fascinating point. Because this word was capable of many nuances of meaning, ancient Jewish communities interpreted ma'od in the Shema in different ways. So the ancient Jewish scholars who translated the Hebrew Bible into Greek, when they came to ma'od in the Shema, they translated it with the Greek word dunamis, that is power or strength. This is the interpretation adopted by most modern translations. But if you look at the ancient Aramaic translations of the Hebrew Bible, you'll discover that these scholars interpreted ma'od to mean wealth. Money is a concrete thing that opens up all kinds of opportunities to love God by giving away resources. And when Jesus was asked about the most important command in scripture, he quoted the Shema. And he used two words to unpack the meaning of ma'od. He said, love God with all of your mind and with all of your power. Both are human capacities that can be used to love God in an infinite number of ways. So which of these interpretations of ma'od is right? Does it mean strength or wealth or mind? That's the wrong question. The word ma'od doesn't limit the number of ways you can show love for God, just the opposite. The point is that everything in a person's life, every moment and every opportunity, every ability and capacity offers a chance to love and honor the one who made you. It's a call to love God with all of your muchness. And that's the meaning of strength in the Shema. So, how are you all doing with understanding this thing called mayod or muchness? As the video said, it literally means very or much. And it's an adverb, which is a word that helps us understand more about something. So in this context, context it's helping us understand more about how we love God. It tells us something about the degree, the, the how much we love God. It, for the way that we honour him and the way in which we love others. I wonder for you, for me, is it a little bit... Or is it a lot? I know that for me, sometimes, the amount that I love God, my muchness is maybe just a little bit of muchness. Sometimes, I know that I love God with an awful lot of muchness. 
But is it all my muchness? Probably not, I would suggest. Let's see if we can understand this a bit better. When you were filling your bags just now, two things were happening. We were increasing the amount of things in the bag. So there was more and more going in, especially when we put people in. <laughs> but there was also a qualitative nature to what we were doing. Nothing was more right or wrong than anything else. It, you know, it wasn't the biggest thing in the room. It wasn't the smallest thing. In the, it, it's, it's about all the different ways that we could interpret those five categories. And there's innumerable ways that we can talk about something that's precious or important or interesting or big or small. So we can fill the bag in, in terms of number of items, but we can fill the bag in terms of the different quality of those things. This reflects how widely ma'od can be interpreted. Everything counts. Nothing is more right than anything else. Now, we could get really hung up on the translations that have been used, and this word strength, and why is it all different? So the Greek used that word dunamis, which meant power or strength. And the Aramaic, that used this word for wealth. Our riches, our our money. And Jesus talked about mind and power. Let's just, um, I do need some help, but it's going to need to be some older people um, who are a bit taller. So, uh, yeah, Joel, can you come out? And in fact, Joel, can you come out? That would be great. Um, could you just hold my string one at each end, please? You've got taller over the summer. So we could put on strength. Hold it tight, guys. We could put on mind. Okay? And we could put on wealth. Because clearly that's the most important one, obviously. And power. Well, that's quite important too, I suppose. Oh. <laughs> Oh, good. Maybe power isn't so important, Bex. I wonder. I've added this one. Time. And I'm sure we can come up with lots more ideas. But the thing that I kind of want us to think about is that this isn't a linear thing. This is not better than this, and this is not better than this, and it's all of it. Can you guys step back a bit so that people, that's it, can see over here? And what I want to do now is attempt to tie this rope in a circle, but in a particular way. So could you give me that end and now hold it here? That's great. Thank you very much. And you do the same. And I want you to hold it 
that way. And could you hold? I want you to hold, that, hold it like that. And I want you to hold it like that, please. I don't know if anybody knows the mathematical symbol for infinity. It was actually on the screen briefly. But it's, it's a circle that goes on and 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 round and round and doesn't ever stop. And there's no more important bit of it. It's all, all important. It's all equal. And it's eternal. It's inf infinite. Guys, just bung it down on the floor for me. That would be great. Thank you very much. So, I think what I'm trying to get at is actually, actually, it hurts my brain, there's infinite ways that we can show our love for God and for others, which is what the Shema is all about. There's nothing that's more right than anything else. So to love our God with all of our mayod means to love God in every way imaginable. It's not a thing. It's not an item. It's not something that we can package neatly into a little box that we can easily understand and say, that's fine. It's everything. It's about absolutely everything. So here was the first week, and that was about listen Israel and obey, be active. Lev, which was heart, was week two. That's all about our will and our affections. Loving God with our will and our affections. Loving one another with our will and affections. That's deciding to love. Love is a decision. It's not just an airy-fairy, floaty feeling. Our soul, nefesh, that was last week. That's the whole of our life and our physical being. I don't know about anybody else, but I find this all really rather challenging. I know I don't love God with all of my muchness. I don't love him in every way imaginable. There are many, many, many new ways that I could show my love for God and honour him. They are beyond my imagination. There are so many. And that's also true of the way I love others. In today's gospel reading, we see an exchange between Jesus and an expert in the law. He's challenged by Jesus to answer his own question, what must I do to get eternal life? And that's about being in relationship with God the Father forever and ever. That's what it means to have eternal life. The expert answers correctly. He quotes the Shema. And then Jesus then goes on to say, that the expert's correct. And all he has to do is obey the law. This is the little section that is immediately before the telling of the parable of the Good Samaritan. All he has to do is obey the law. All you have to do is keep these rules. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your strength. That's really easy, right? No problem. We can't. We can't. Jesus is the only man in history who has managed to live by the law, who has managed to follow the Shema. 
He never did anything wrong. He loved God with all of his muchness, with every iota of his being. And I know I can't do that. It's not possible. I just can't maintain for more than a moment that complete unwavering love of God. There have been moments where I've known absolutely that I love God so, so much. But it's not possible to maintain. So what to do? Well, wonderfully, God has thought of this and, of course, has sent his Holy Spirit to help us. John 14, verse 15 onwards says, If you love me, you will do what I command. There's the law again. Doing what we're told, doing what we need to do. But then Jesus says this, I will ask the Father, and he will give you another helper to be with you forever. The helper is the spirit of truth. That's the Holy Spirit. Later on in the same passage, it says, verse 25, I have told you all these things while I'm with you. But the helper will teach you everything and cause you to remember all that I told you. This helper is the Holy Spirit that the Father will send in my name. I leave you peace. It is my own peace I give you. I give you peace in a different way than the world does. So don't be troubled and don't be afraid. So as we think about loving God with all of our muchness, with every iota of our being, acknowledging that we can't do that on our own, we don't need to be troubled. We just need to say, hey, Holy Spirit, please would you come and help me explore ways today of loving God with all of my muchness. Help me learn what that really means. And he will help us. To help us think a bit more about what this might mean, we've got some discussion questions here. And there'll be a few minutes now for you to talk with the people that you come with or you can move around the room if you want to, whatever you want to do. But just have a chat together. What Bible story can you think of which shows someone honouring God with their mayod? What is your experience of mayod in your own life? either expressed by yourself or seen in others? Is there a time when you've seen yourself or others really love God with all their muchness? And what have you found challenging today about muchness? And can you think of new mayod ways you could show honour to God and or love your neighbour as yourself? How many can you come up with? All right? Thank you. And your chairs you'll find some cards like this. We've been using these for the whole of the month of August. Um, they're called shuffle cards, and they've got a challenge on them. Um, you don't have to keep the one that you've got in front of you. There's a basket somewhere, which I will find in a minute, with lots of others in that you can swap out if you want to at the end of the service. The idea is that you take this challenge and you take it home, and you have a go at doing it this week as um, a response to thinking about the Shema. The one I've got is this one. Put your phone away. 
The Bible verse is, when you fast, anoint your head and wash your face, that your fasting may not be seen by others, but your Father who is in secret, and your Father who is in secret will reward you. And then the challenge is this, take a total break from your phone today, put it in a box somewhere, or if you really need it, switch off everything except the phone function. Every time you feel the urge to reach for your phone, pray for one of your friends. And it's a version of an ancient spiritual practice called fasting. And the prayer is, God, please help me as I try fasting today. Give me strength when it's hard and help me use it to get closer to you. So that's going in my pocket. It is genuinely by chance that's the one I got. I'll see what I can do. Um, You can take the card home that you've got. There's 40 different cards, I think, um, around in a basket. I think the basket will be on the trolley at the end. If you want to just have a riffle through and swap yours out, that's fine. If you've taken a challenge earlier in the the month and um, have something to say and give us feedback on how you got on, please do feel free to come over at the end and use the um, post-it notes that are being wonderfully looked after here. Um, to just give us some feedback on how it went. Um, I might try and put this up next week, even though we won't be doing the, the shuffle cards next week, just so that anybody who wants to can feedback, and I'll let you know how I get on with my phone. The extreme challenge is to put it away for a week, because that's not going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> but I will try to do it for uh, certainly the rest of today, and I'll see if I can find another day this week to do it. Um, it's a bank holiday tomorrow. I can do it tomorrow. I can do it tomorrow. You're right. Forget it tomorrow as well. You're right. Um, so if you do want to give us feedback on how you've got on, we'd really, really like to know. Please come and fill that, those in after the service.